Hey there, it's Pastor Evan here. Welcome to Unpacked. This is a new series, Unpacking Life as a Messy Human. We're exploring the soul and the strength that comes from the journey of trying to live life authentically. We hope you find it helpful and that you can see yourself in the conversations, the stories, and the interviews. Have a listen and subscribe. Hey, welcome to Unpacked. It is just going to be me. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about what it means to unpack our own stories. And the reason why we're doing it is because I believe strongly that to remember is to process and to process is to grow and or heal. And we all want to do that. We all want to heal and we all want to grow. And looking back at our stories helps us to see our present reality in a healthier light and even to see maybe even our future in a healthier way. Uh, Glad you've decided to join us. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, it's Evan here. And um, hey, I wanted to take a few minutes today to just talk a little bit about some of how we might process through our story and how how we look at our stories, how we process through them, the emotions that come with them, and maybe even some of the pitfalls, but also the awesomeness that can come from from learning how to do this this well. I think oftentimes when I talk to people, I find that because sometimes our past stories, when when we're invited to reflect on them, remind us of difficult times or hard times, maybe even traumatic times. And and, and in in some cases, uh, when I say traumatic times, I mean, there is a trauma in our past, a a big kind of trauma. There's different ways that psychologists talk about traumas. They, They talk about like like big T trauma, which is like huge events that typically happen to us when we're kids or teenagers that, that really alter the way that we are emotionally experiencing the world. Sometimes things like abuse or a significant death of a loved one, these kinds of things can, can sometimes play out in trauma big T. I'm not going to really talk that much about those other than to say, if if you are experiencing big T trauma, in other words, places in your life as an adult where, where maybe certain things trigger emotions in you that are unexplainable and hard for you to understand, um, they may be calling, calling you back to something that hasn't been properly processed and healed. And, and so my encouragement to you as I kind of get started uh, is, is to say that I think that those are times when, when we really need to invite professionals in. And, and when I say professionals, I mean like psychologists who are trained in trauma therapy. I can often and have often in interaction with people been able to identify that I think they maybe have a trauma, but, but it's really at that point where I have to turn them over to others who are just way more skilled at, at knowing the process of helping people unpack those things in a healthy way so that they don't have to find themselves stuck then in that trauma any longer. So, but today uh, I want to talk a little bit maybe more about how the effects of like little trauma, little T traumas happen. And, and most importantly, I want to talk about how do we work through and process through 
our stories. What, what does that look like? Now, if you are around me for any length of time, you know that storytelling and story is a passion of mine. And, and it's not just a passion because it's entertaining. You know, if you, if you work in the right details and you say all these things so beautifully that you can draw somebody into, into a great story. Although I, I love that and appreciate that. When, when a good storyteller can do that. But, but what I'm referring to today is well, how do we look into the stories that have shaped us, that have made us? How do we reflect upon our past so that we can, we can essentially um, move into our future in healthier ways? It's so like identifying pain points is, is part of that. Reflecting on our story means looking at the goodness, the good things that have happened. You know, the way Donald Miller talks about it is the turning points. Like, what are the turning points? And turning points in our story can can be both positive. You have a positive turning point in your story. You get married, graduate, you get that that new job, and it, it sends you off in a new trajectory. That's a that's a good thing. That's those those can be considered positive turning points, right? or some broken thing, some relational broken thing in you, you have an opportunity to, to see it get better and healed. And those can be positive turning points. But also we, we all experience negative turning points and difficult things that happen. You know, little T traumas, little things that, that happen that, that, that when we don't properly reflect on them and unpack them well, they can accumulate and, and teach us something that isn't true either about ourselves or about our world or our community and some of those things. So, so identifying pain points in our life can really help us to break free from, from so many things, from, from anxiety, from, from maybe a paralyzing feel that, feeling that you are stuck, right? I, I think that's going to happen for some of, our, some of us when, when this whole COVID thing starts to lift, right? Is that, that I think some of us are going to be experiencing a stuckness right? Um, identifying pain points can, can help us and, and reflecting on them can help us to build deeper relationships. It can, it can help us to regulate our emotions better. It, it can help us to break free from, from unproductive patterns and, 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 and unhelpful thinking about ourselves and, and about others around us. It can, it can definitely help us um, when we come into conflict with others as well. And so, so identifying negative turning points is an important part to, to, in a sense, taking the power away from them. That's kind of the way that I like to see it is that, is that if we have a negative turning point where somebody's left us in our life or a story is sometimes if we don't, if we don't unpack that, we can come to a place where, where we start to believe, right. That we're not worthy enough for people to stay in our life or, well, actually the list can go on. There's all kinds of lies that we tell ourselves depending on, on what those experiences are like. And, and so, so learning healthy ways to walk through these things are, can, can be really, really important. Even learning, you know, what are the things that I need to kind of work through inside of me and think through inside of me? What are the things that I need to learn? Sometimes that's through study taking a class, whatever, podcasts, things like that. And then I think ultimately, and when this comes really from a, a core conviction that I have, but also like our conversations with, with Maureen, our, our kind of our local psychologist uh, community is, is very important 
to truthfully unpacking our story. And, and I recognize that, that oftentimes as I walk people through their stories, they'll, they'll say things about, they'll say things like they're a truth. And, and part of my job is to say, oh, oh, I can see that you're living into that like it's a truth, but, but that isn't true. You're, you're talking like you're somehow unworthy of God's love or unworthy of a parent's love or unworthy of something. And, and, and one of the gifts that I get in my, in my occupation is that I get to say, actually, that, that is not true. That's a lie that you're telling yourself. That's, that's something your inner critic, you know, as some psychologists would talk about, is saying to you. And so unpacking these things can be really, really important because if, if we don't unpack them, we have this tendency to, to compartmentalize them and, to, and to, to essentially take these negative emotions in particular, and put them on a shelf. And, and, and if you're like me, you, you put them on the shelf in hopes that you're going to pull them out and look at them someday and, and find better clarity around them. And you don't do it because who wants to, you know, who wakes up in the morning is like, hey, I think I'm going to dig into my shelf of difficult things and experiences. Like, I'm just going to go into the dark place. Right, that today I'm super excited about that. Right. There are some personality types that may appreciate that and maybe even know how important it is to do that. But there are also other personalities who are like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm just going to go try to find something fun. I, I think I might be, I, I am one of those people. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. So learning how to look back at these events these turning points in our story can, can give us this great sense of freedom from them, from them. I think too, that one of the things I've been learning in this book and our conversations with Maureen and, and with, with my community and friends who have, who have helped me to see things maybe more clearly in terms of my emotional life. And, and then also, I think God has helped, helped me with this, is, is coming to a realization that, that we can have two emotions and even opposing emotions about the same event. Right now, my my oldest son is he's uh, getting ready to move out, and it he's he's had a year where he traveled and was away for eight months or whatever. But this is really the first time that he's moved out. And I was talking to him last night. I asked him, "So are you excited?" And he was like, yeah, I'm so excited. We're getting, you know, the furniture and the, you know, the cutlery and all the other things, you know, we're hoping the cleaning supplies, you know, that's, that's a big thing. And he was saying, I'm excited about that. And I was like, and, and are you nervous? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm anxious. I'm, you know, sometimes I have this great excitement and the next moment I have this like pit in my stomach like oh am I doing the right thing is now the right time like all of those kinds of questions and the reality is we can have two opposing emotions about the same experience one of the examples um, in this book is is a wedding you can be very very excited to be getting married and starting a new life and on what the future brings and future holds and 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 you could you, you can see the beauty that's coming but but also with a wedding people don't talk about this very often there's there's sometimes a little bit of mourning like what freedoms are you giving up hey what are the things that that now can no longer be a part of your life 
all of those kind of things. You can't, you can't play video games for 12 hours in a row and be married for very long. <laughs> That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. But the word actually is ambivalence. It's ambivalence. And, and I, I would say this true, like my, my family is just going to love this. They're just getting all kinds of examples. My oldest sister is, is moving away from this province um, this next month. And um, I love my, my family, my extended family. My sisters are awesome. And my oldest sister, her family and her uh, live a couple hours away, but not, not so far that, uh, you know, at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, at Easter, that they wouldn't come down here to our area and we get to spend these kind of important weekend long weekends and stuff with them but she's going to this new job and so I, as she's telling me i am excited for her excited for their family their new adventure like all of that stuff they're getting to go to vancouver like oh man that's cool it's definitely warmer and and i'm excited for them and then i'm also like sad there, there's this component of sadness and because they're not going to be at some of these family functions or they will be on some levels, but not as often and not as easily. And so I'm both excited and I'm sad. And there's an, the, the word that they used to describe this is there's an ambivalence for me. And, and, and of course, I want to be excited for them. And I, I don't want to be sad. And so inside of me, there's this tug of war that's taking place as an example and that's okay i'm allowed to do that i'm allowed to have both of those feelings both are saying important things in fact in some ways both are reminding me how much i love my sister and her family right i'm i love them and i want the best for them i want them to be excited about this new adventure in their life but i also I'm going to miss them. And that makes me sad. Right. And, and that's, that's hard. Might even think a little, maybe I'm a little selfish. Like I want them to stay here for me, for my sake. So they can come down and we can have good times, you know, Thanksgiving and play games and do puzzles and all those kind of things. Right. So the temptation in me is to silence one of the voices is to say, I'm just going to be excited. Whoa, whoa, go for it. Live into this. It's going to be awesome. Do that. And, and then, because I don't want them to feel bad, I don't want all those things, I don't want to feel bad, is to take that sadness and just go, you know what, I think I'm just going to shelf this one. This isn't as good of an emotion. So I'm going to put it on the shelf. And like I said earlier, well, with the intention that I'll come back and deal with that sadness, even though I know me. I'm not going to, I'm just going to hope it disappears. And the reality is that when we put these kinds of experiences, even the sadness with it on the shelf, they pile up. It piles up in this thing. Our pantry here in our house is, is too small for, for six people to be eating out of it. And some of the items in our pantry are, are stacked upon each other. And, and I tell you what, it is quite the crashing sound when the pantry and some of the things and cans that we have, you know, balanced and tried to fit into that room in this kind of gross, how much food we have in our pan in our pantry. But when it comes crashing out, it really comes crashing out. 
And I think that can happen in our, in our emotional life when we don't do the work of, of processing through our story, both the positive turns and the negative turns. These things pile up. So, so how do we do that? How do we identify when, when we just need some time to kind of clean out the pantry? Maybe go for a walk. Maybe do these things that are good for our soul. And, and when is it that we need others to, to talk to, to process through? Some of that depends on your personality. Some of that depends on, on the community that you're in. And, and some of that depends on how much you have practiced, honestly, reflecting on your own personal story. I think that the, what I really want um, everybody to hear is that when we take the time to allow ourselves to feel, we give ourselves a chance to heal. When we take the time to allow ourselves to feel, we give ourselves a chance to heal. I think we can be brave about that. I think we can even be strategic about that. We can be wise about who we unpack our stories with, our negative turns with. We can, we can choose wisely our counsel who will help us to set aside and, and to work through um, some of these difficult things in our story. So you see, story is so much more than entertainment. Story is the way in which we see our world. It's the way in which we see all things, our relationships, ourselves, our God, and our community. Let's be the kind of people that take the time to look back at our stories, to unpack them inside of our own hearts and minds, but also with others, so that we can see them with truth and clarity. We can set down and heal the broken parts so that we can live into the good, good life that God has given us to live. So may God give you the courage to look backwards in your story, to unpack all of the things that have shaped and made you so that you might press on into the future with freedom. Hey, as always, I'm so grateful that you join us on this podcast. I hope that uh, even today, just some of these thoughts are helpful and thought-provoking and give you courage to be brave. As always, um, if you want to talk to somebody, you and maybe even me, I encourage you to, to just reach out and drop me an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and um, maybe even unpack some stuff. I think it's what I live for. Have a great week and thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to like, share, subscribe to the Unpacked podcast. And, and even, maybe even, I don't like doing this, but maybe even give us a rating. Uh, that also helps us to, to get the podcast out there and help others. 